hands on Associate Justina speaking. I can speak to Bogus, please. Um, sure. What's your name? Joey Jingola. Okay, hold on one second. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Your call and your business are very important to us. Please hold the line and we'll be right with you. Associates, Bogus, I can help you. Bogus, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, what's up? Not much. How you doing, sir? Good. I was your fourth. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. You know what? Uh, one thing that I will tell you is I listen to your podcast every Monday, and I always know the answers to your questions, but I never call you. Hold on a second. Just well, hold on one second. Cut the music. We need to just hold on. That, all right, first off, that was my buddy Bogus Hansel of Hansel & Associates in Chicago, Illinois, if there's another Chicago. And apparently, Bogus, you're talking about the, the questions. What questions are you talking about? The questions that you have at the end. So basically what you're saying is you have been withholding the answers to all of my life's problems and just didn't feel compelled to do anything about it? Yeah, I mean, usually most of them, yeah. Well, I'm not really sure what to do with that information. Bogus, I'm kind of regretting putting on this episode right now. I mean, you're not going to get any better if you don't figure them out on your own, right? Well, no, there's, I, I respect you for that, Bogus. There's a lot of, yeah, it hurts. The truth hurts, but there's a lot of truth to that. But I'll give you a chance right now to redeem yourself. What is an answer that you have for me to one of my, you know, life-altering questions? Uh, you know what? I can't tell you that right now. You put me on the spot because I'm, I'm actually behind on a few, so maybe a little white lie that I've listened to them every Monday. But uh, last month or so, I'm kind of behind on everything. That's all right. The truth comes out. I respect you for it. Fair enough. A little disappointed, though, because basically what I heard is that you are way better at life than me, which is very true on different levels. I know that for a fact, but it does hurt a little bit. How about we make a deal? The next one I listen to, I'm going to call you up and give you an answer to. You got yourself a deal, but I'm still waiting, Bogus. I think we got started off on the wrong foot. Let's try and restart this show from the beginning. Let's, let's take it from the top. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Our bread and butter is uh, contractors really here in Chicago. You know, we my, my dad opened up shop in, uh, in 88, right before the mandatory state insurance law for auto insurance came into effect. You know, so he started the business that way. And then, you know, naturally business progressed. Uh, we really, really marketed heavily on the, the Polish community, which here in Chicago was huge at that point. And then, you know, once he built those relationships, people started coming in and asking for different products. You know, that's where the business kind of grew from. So we're kind of a, a one-stop shop for everything right now for anything from non-standard standard policies uh, and, and, and commercial from small to large you know and we do do a little bit of health and life here and there so that's what we are right now how's that for a niche i mean focusing on the polish-speaking community in chicago i mean 
It doesn't get any more specific than that. First off, thank you for dealing with my shenanigans for the first two minutes of the show. Hopefully it was a little entertaining. Obviously, I'm just giving Bogus a hard time. It was a lot of fun, um, you know, talking to him. And uh, that was Bogus Hansel of Hansel & Associates in Chicago, Illinois. And, uh, yes, one of my biggest oversights for not having on the show earlier, uh, Growmaster, my member, you know, good buddy, been a long-time listener of the podcast, uh, and and he he gave me a hard time because he's like, man, you should have called me sooner. And you're like, "Uh, you know what, Bogus, I am right. I should have called you sooner, and that is my fault. But I really said, I said, you know, I said, hey, we got to save some good people for, you know, this podcast isn't going anywhere, so it's not like I'm going to, I got to save some people for down the line. You know, I got to know that I can go to somebody. And Bogus, I had to go to Bogus, and I'm glad I get him on the podcast because I think they have a very interesting operation as you heard him talking about you know they really only focus to Polish speaking people in one obviously it's a large US city that's pretty intense and it was contractors and then it kind of expanded to you know everybody that was starting to come in and ask for other lines of business and then from there they've expanded their portfolio and now they've got a whole bunch of different things that they're doing and that can be challenging at times because you know while it's it's and you might be surprised that they still rely heavily on that community even still to this day um but it's become a little bit too hard to manage maybe um and we're pretty big we got about uh 29 employees uh five locations and in, in this day and age, it's, it's getting a little tough, tough to manage. So we're trying to figure out what the next uh, next plans are for us. So really, real quick, Bogus, what is that thing that is uh, too tough to manage? If you don't mind me asking. I, I like to say there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I've been in this industry for I think it's going to be going on 12 years now. But you know, I started. You know, it was me running around putting mail in into you know lighting cabinets and, and all that when I was little and then you know right out after high school you know I started out you know a customer service agent you know from from there on out I've just kind of been the owner's son and you know the last, last few years I've kind of taken more of a director's role in the, in, the, in the company while my dad has one foot out my brother's joined the agency he's he's had some uh, experience working on a company side I know a thing or two about too many cooks and definitely about being the owner's son huh boy bogus I mean, we really, we just really need to open up a gallon of ice cream and just kind of double spoon the thing and have a kind of have a little moment because I think I think we would have a lot in common if we if we shared those experiences uh, talking about those things. So obviously, yes, that's challenging um, when there's too many cooks, nothing really gets done, and uh, you know, especially as you're the wow. I'm working through a flood of emotions. Just give me a moment here. So what what I mean is, is that I'm kidding, not really. But uh, so when there's too many cooks and when you're the owner's son, it's hard to cut through all of that noise and to be taken seriously in some capacity because obviously, you know, you've been walking around, you know, with a spoon that may or may not be silver. I don't know. Uh, obviously, you know, it sounds like Bogus started, you know, you know, putting mails, mail in mailboxes. You know, I started, you know, uh, cutting the grass outside the office. That's what I did. And that was my first job there. Uh, but I mean, like you start your, you work your way up. Right. And, and now, you know, Bogus is saying that he's taking on more of a director's role and he's trying to kind of push some of these things through. And it's, it's this inflection point where the old guard is 
leery is a strong word, but it's just this point where the full re- it hasn't reached its pinnacle, right? Like it's not a fully ripe avocado. I don't. I just had an avocado. I don't know why. It's not really. It's kind of a little tough to get out, and these are terrible. It's a little hard to get out of the the the, the skin. Is it a skin that avocados have? I don't know. Appeal? It's not appeal. I don't know. We're gonna say skin. Uh, so the, you being the younger agent, it's a little hard to, to get that, you know, you f- feel like you don't want to trust it. The people that are there, they saw you when you were just this little kid, obnoxious and running your mouth around the agency. And it's like, Hey, I don't really like, I got to take this guy seriously. Now that's not part of the job description, at least not when I started. And I can obviously understand where that might be a little challenging. So this was just bogus and I's little therapy session. If you are not in, you know, affected by this in any sort of way, my apologies. However, it's that, it's that kind of resistance to the change that really kind of just keeps everything standing still. It's kind of tough changing a lot of our Lacey agent mentalities that we have here. Most of our, our agents have been with my dad, you know, for 20-plus for years, so they've kind of fallen into their own little habits and trying to change that and make them see, you know, what the future can bring once they embrace technology or change. kind of tough sometimes. This is where it just gets a little itty-bitty real. Like, things are just things need to be said that maybe you didn't think you would ever have to say out loud because... Embracing technology, right? Like there, there has to be like, I don't know, like maybe like we just need to come up with like a every year, like just like you kind of, you, when your kids are growing up, you you know, you mark how tall they're getting every year. There's just like a, a threshold, like a notch that you go up of, of just the, ex, the baseline acceptance of the viable, like the minimum viable level of usage of technology in your agency. That just is a thing for you to be employed there. And now, obviously, in some situations that may go unnamed, uh, you know, it's tough when it's maybe family involved to where, you know, it's just, you know, it's just not a thing. It's not a fight worth having. And you still want to have Thanksgiving dinner together. Uh, it's tough, right? So now if it's a non-family member, partial owner, maybe let's say there's some flexibility there. You have to ask yourself this tough question. And are you willing to say, you know what? It's been fun while it lasted, but maybe this isn't going to continue to work. You know, you, you can't, you know, you, I don't think even if you got them to start adopting some of these tech pieces of technology, I don't know how effective and or efficient they would necessarily be in them because you're going to have at least a six month to a year to two year window to where it even like actually starts to make sense. How many more years do they have left in the business? How long do they want to keep work? Just a lot of different things, right? So, I mean, the tougher question and it's even hard to say out loud. I don't even want to say it to Bogus because it is. It's like I don't want him to be listening. I don't want anybody to even like it's something that you barely even have a hard time thinking. But I think maybe that you should is like, listen, is the job getting done? Is it is this is this more about being a business or is, or is this more about being a place where we maintain relationships? And that's a tough question. I don't have the answer to it. I don't, I'm sure you don't have the answer to it. But I think I just this is my hunch that um you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, I mean, like, like, let's take golf, you know, there's the PGA tour and the senior PGA tour. It's like, Hey, listen, you've gotten to a point where you can still play, but just not with us. And I don't know that there's a thing like that for insurance agents, maybe like the game of life, you know, like where you go to, you pick your retirement home. I don't know that we've got one of those things yet. Maybe we should all create a little league to where they can kind of still sell and do their thing, but you know, just not with us. That's a little harsh. I don't necessarily mean that entirely, but 
just a way to just ease them into not selling insurance anymore. What figuring out how to, it's okay, I guess, if maybe to be a little. I'm having a very hard time committing to this, as you can obviously tell. Because again, you know, when you have somebody that works for you for 20, 25 years, or they are family, um, you know, what, what can you obviously do? I mean, you feel like, you know, there's that age old, uh, saying, you know, if you can't change your people, change your people, right? That's, that's a pretty good sign that you need to change your people. Uh, you know, I I didn't actually, I had zero idea that this is where this was going to end up when we started this conversation. I should have known I got the podcast off on a weird start, but it was fun. I had a lot of fun messing around, but I'm, I'm curious, right? Joeygirlprogram.com. Let me know what your thoughts are. I mean, do you think that it is worth the effort energy or the, just the practicality or probability of this change actually taking place in a meaningful way, not a lip service. I'm going to keep my management system open in a tab on my desktop, just so you can kind of think that I'm using it sort of thing. I'm talking like full on, like leveraging, learning, iterating, and maybe even innovating on some of these newer technologies and strategies. Cause I mean, listen, like one of my big things is like, Hey, um, you know, it's not so much that it's this old, it's new, it's, it's bad. It's good. It's, we really need to be translating of, you know, the, translating that experience, right? These guys were good at something for a long time. And some of the tools are, are slowly uh, eroding away from them. And, and we just need to figure out how to translate what they did, how that was successful and apply it to what we can do today and with you know the tools that are available to do it it's just a simple translation it's not a it's not a repeal and replace to get all healthcare reform on you i mean it's we've got to figure out a way to gracefully take what worked and apply it to to this so it's I, there needs to be a little more hand holding we just need to kind of maybe open up some lines of communication and have a good hug i think maybe uh, before we do anything rash, before any you know decisions lines are crossed, they cannot be and bridges are burned. You get the idea. Uh, so with that, I just want to say to you that I think it's okay to have the thought that maybe they don't need to be around as much as you think they do. All right. Well. Very fitting fashion. I'm actually going to get to my Kmart story today. I've been teasing it. I don't know why I would tease a Kmart story for two episodes. That's borderline irresponsible. But bogus, there will be no question for you to know the answer to and not tell me just because it feels appropriate. However, what I want to talk about very briefly um, is Kmart. And Kmart, which is going to cease to exist in some capacity, I would imagine somewhere down the road here, uh, my Kmart is closing went into it the other day it was very depressing i mean like people are just ravaging like it's just you know like they're selling the shelves and like they're picking up and selling individual tiles like it's kind of depressing and i remember a time and this was i actually lived a town or two over i didn't have a kmart in the town that i lived in i actually ended up moving to the town that had the kmart that i was going to at this time uh but this was back in my 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 heyday my the prime of my video game playing career and they had a guy working at kmart on the national level that was uh, doing a lot of good things to become part of the video game community and really endear himself. He was a video gamer himself and he was creating a lot of these awesome deals to uh, get people to buy video games from Kmart. Now he's going up against Best Buy, Amazon, um, you know, GameStop, some big players, Target. Uh, you know, so I mean, he's going up against all of these other people. You know, you never really thought to buy video games there. And for about a year, 
two year period, I've exclusively bought my video games at Kmart because of these deals and the community that this guy was kind of you know, participating in. And now granted the deals were insane and they had a couple loopholes that were taken advantage of and I can probably see where that might have been a problem mainly because Kmart people are not very, I didn't mean that, they just had a hard time enforcing it. And so there might have been an issue there as far as profitability, but he was willing to trade maybe being 100% profitable on selling the games to getting people in the habit of buying from Kmart to where you wouldn't necessarily think. And then, I don't know, out of somewhere, maybe it was a profitability thing, I don't have any behind-the-scenes knowledge, but whatever it is, they fired the guy and Kmart essentially within a matter of six to eight months, it was a pretty short period of time, they almost essentially stopped selling video games and I went into that Kmart one time, and this was all before I even moved to the town, which was depressing, but um, I went to that Kmart and there was like washers and dryers where the video games used to be. It's like, come on. Uh, and maybe maybe they were never going to make it as a video game you know, retailer. Maybe that wasn't their thing, but they had a guy who was, you know, do, the moral of the story is, he was becoming part of the community, right? He was building around this thing. He was interjecting himself. He was he was making people used to being associating Kmart in video games, which was something that was a very, very big afterthought at the time, and clearly now. I don't know, what are your thoughts? I just love that story, um, mainly because it lets me think of the time in my life that I could freely play video games. Um, but outside of that, joy at growprogram.com. Do you have a similar experience to where you kind of pay attention to this stuff? I'm just a little weird like that. Uh, but if you've had something like to where you've noticed when a retailer really has your attention, really has captured your attention, how did they get it? What did they do? And did they stop doing it? I don't know. Joy at growprogram.com to let me know.